0: Aiden Bray, wel- welcome to our uh our video phone call. I don't know what we we are even gonna label these things, but man, I appreciate you coming on and spending a little time with me.
1: Oh shoot, no pace, thank you. It's always it's always uh it's always a pleasure.
0: All right, man. Well I'm gonna dive right into it. So my first question for you, as a guy's rodeoing, it seems like For me i'm always wanting to make little adjustments and tweak on things it it typically ends up with my riding or what i'm doing um for you when there's no practice how do you or do you make any adjustments as you're kind of going throughout the year and how do you try to try to do those what does those typically look like if so
1: um a lot of it's more of a feel and reaction for me and if i'm going to make little adjustments that's kind of one of the things where I like to, if I can, in a perfect world, I'll think ahead of time on the steers, the setup, the head horse, what heel horse I'm riding, and kind of get a game plan before I even rope, and then try to make the little adjustments in my ment- in, in my head before I even run one, more so rather than after, if that makes sense. Like, And then the older I get, the more experienced I get, I'll, I'll just try to give myself little reminders at different rodeos or different arenas like, and just, just to have the right feel, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So when you say feel, does that come through your horse? Like does your horse kind of help you feel your rope and then just knowing the setups, like, Hey, how to get ahead of the run, essentially.
1: I think it's a perfect storm. I think it's the horse. I think it's the rope. I think it's the rider. I think it's the upper body. I think it's everything for me because when I'm, when I'm in the zone and I'm firing all senders, everything's working with, with me and nothing's working against me.
0: I got you. Then one thing I was just curious about, um, you got to rope with Eric for, the, for a few years, right? And so when you rope with someone yeah. that's quite a bit older than you, that's got a lot of experience... Is there anything that like you didn't really know at the time, but you kind of around someone that's had like such a good career that you kind of have taken away, and it kind of shows through at this point in the summer as you, you know, you you got a new partner and just being around someone like that.
1: Um, the I I can honestly say that I started off on the right foot in my in my pro rodeo career because of Eric, and the reason is that is because. He just was really, really smart and he had done it for so long. Like I just started doing things the right way. Now there's a lot of the, there's so many things that doesn't even go on in the arena that I do today, but more so like outside the arena, as far as like driving places to stop parking, like rodeos and this way or that way, or how to do things this way. Like a lot of that, I learned all from Eric. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny how you look back at it, but you never quit learning. You never quit growing. And you still, I feel like it's a never ending battle to, to try to perfect this craft and, and be the best. But there's a lot of things that I learned from Eric that I still use today because I feel like there was so many things. Like you like said, the rodeoing is the easiest part. The hardest thing to do, the hardest thing about rodeo to me is everything else the hauling, the traveling, the entering, the getting upright, the to taking care of your rig, taking care of your horses—like that's all of that stuff is so important because you want to be able to have a rig and good horses by the end of the year, if if you can, and you want to be able to rodeo away where that makes that beneficial and makes it happen.
0: Yeah, man. I I was saying this the other day. It seems like when you're winning, uh, the drive to the next rodeo takes about fifteen minutes, and when you're losing, it's like. A- <laughs> 20 hour drive. That's
1: what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. I, when those days hit All like right, that, we'll, uh, I just, I just try to tell myself that these are one of them days I'm just going to have to get through because you know, it's just going just to just be a long, to, long day.
0: Got to be able to grind through those days. And, and I think that's where attitude yes. and perspective really has to come into play. Uh, but when you're not winning and it builds up over a long time, I think that's where, where guys start to break down. And, and you see it right now. I feel like this is when it starts happening. They start talking about going home oh, or making excuses or whatever it is, right?
1: Yeah, the hardest part about this time of year is that you guys can't can again go home for a couple of days after Cheyenne, and then it's just like it's harder to leave. I mean, I understand yeah. if you got families and you got – business at home but for me it's kind of like I don't want to go home until the job's done and I'm absolutely done or if I need to make obviously there's little things that guy can do to go home if he needs to but it's kind of one of the deals where I just try to tell myself I got to give myself four months to go do my job and make sure the job's done and then after that I can go home.
0: So for you a lot of it's process right? Uh, yes sir. Can you describe, like, what is the process? Like, what does that mean to you?
1: Well, the process is more, and more so to me the the process of my roping that I've tried to perfect at the house, and the process to me doesn't get perfected at the road on the road or at the rodeo. To me, the process gets perfected at the house, running the right kind of steers, having the right kind of practice sessions, and going at a speed that I can control. And I can make sure I work on all my little things I need to work on, like my fundamentals, how I'm placing my rope, where my swing's at, my delivery. All those little things need to be done at the house. On To me, I, I like doing it on slower steers to where I can control my mo- mechanical movements to where I get in a lot of lead steer, too. That way I can work on things, not get really necessarily discouraged, but just work on things over and over at a controlled speed that I feel like I can get it almost mastered. That way, when I leave the house, I don't have any bad habits and I feel really, really sharp. And that all those good habits and good process, uh, uh, the reinforcements that I do develop over time that develop into, you know, like a subconscious reaction and feel. How do you
0: stay motivated or committed to that process?
1: Um, Well, it's, to me, one, you got to trust the process and and I have to, I have to tell, tell myself to trust it. it. And, and then, then two, I, I just have, have to have, honestly, it sounds silly, but the, the way, way I got my process, I feel like almost mastered is by doing it every single year,
0: just being very, very repetitious. And I know it
1: sounds silly, but if you think about it, if you want to fix the problem or work on something,
0: every time you back in the box, box you got to do it. it. You got to yeah. mentally... Go over, over what, what you want to, want to do in your good, head so, so that, that way when you
1: go out there, you can try to react the best of your ability. But I think being very diligent and uh, being very really repetitious in your practice and in your mechanical movements, whether it's your – because, I mean, who who hasn't done it? Like We go to a practice, we run five steers, we start BSing everybody, and now halfway through their practice, we're not even thinking about what we're doing, we're just roping. And then you might have roped good that day, but did you really get better,
0: or did you just have a good, good easy day of roping? do you think that's um <clears throat> so staying mentally focused practicing is one of those things that's really easy to get away from you is that something you like take like i guess i'm just trying to relate to it for me because i i agree with this 100 percent uh for example the other day practicing i had caught a bunch in a row was probably close to 30 or 40 in a row and then i was like man am i going through the correct motions and I think it, yeah. it's almost like you need to miss a few to keep you in check. Or it's like that, just making sure that each time mentally, like, Hey, I, am I thinking about the right things before I come down there? Like that was my game plan. Am I, am I executing that? Is that, is that kind of how you you're looking at that or kind of do that? Yes.
1: Yes. And, it, and, and it's all needs to be done. And, uh, in right and in right uh, increments, if that makes sense too, because I feel like you can go just as easy one way as the other. I feel like you can think about it so much that you literally question every swing, and it's, it and it just needs to be a happy medium to me. Like you just got to trust the process and like trust the feel of what you're doing. Like if it feels good and you like it, everything like you like it on video, then trust it and go with it. You know what I mean? But like I feel like the other thing too is if you can honestly be so picky and be so in your head about it where you have no confidence because you don't even know if you're doing it right. I feel like that's just where each person has to find their own little happy spot and go- roll with it.
0: Well, the trust word, right? Being able to trust your yes. swing and trust yourself. Because that that's the other thing when you get out there is some things might be going wrong. And you can correct me if this is, this is if you do disagree but things can go wrong and you really don't need to change anything. It's just, you need to get to enough rodeos for it to kind of balance out. Like things will happen. You will make mistakes, but it typically, yes. if you go to try to changing a lot or doing too much, that's when it seems to go really bad. I feel like if you just yes, trust well, yourself, it turns around, right? Yes.
1: Yes. I a hundred percent agree. Like when I get out here, I just try to react. I literally just try to get my head in a good spot and get my body, make sure it's loose in a good spot to where I'm just reacting. I don't come out – I don't practice for, you know, eight, eight, nine months to come out here and think. I come out here to practice for that many months so I can come out here and react and have fun and enjoy it.
0: So do you ever overthink it, like – or is there times where you got to worry about that when you're rodeoing on?
1: Well, I feel like you're going to get thrown in different situations, and to me, it's no different in match roping. Like, my whole goal out here is day in, day out to not beat myself. If I can do my job, cross my eyes or sorry, cross my T's, dot my I's, and don't leave any money on the table and catch every steer that I'm doing my job, just like the match roping that we did with you guys. Like, it, to me, it's no different. Like, you know, when you're rodeo and the thing, most sickening thing is when you go to Cody and you break the barrier, you rip a leg on the looper. That's like you know what I mean? That like that's just sickening. But there's certain things you just can't do. And to me, that's one of those things. You, you just can't screw up good steers and you can't screw up good situations. And what I mean by that is you just don't put pretty pressure on yourself. You just react and go do your job every time and see what happens. But for me, I feel like if I cannot make mistakes and do my job every single time, I'm going to give myself endless amounts of chances for money without even trying to win money.
0: That makes sense. Yes, it does. All right. Let's, uh, what about ego? You know, this is something you and I have discussed a little bit, um, obviously never being recorded, but as far as ego goes, because I think there's, there's a fine line between ego and confidence and wanting to, uh, to believe in yourself. How do you try to manage, ego without getting too low on your confidence but also being almost kind of like ignorant to things that you need to address
1: um personally I just yeah that's that's a great question I feel like those things go hand in hand uh I feel like it's just like to me you want them both to be pretty you want you want everything to be even a balanced. you can't have too much of you can't have too much of uh self-love and too much ego because then you just have you know then it's boiling at that point i just feel like everything needs to be matched up good but i think a lot of it is within yourself you know you got to know yourself and you got to trust yourself in a way and what i mean by trust yourself is that i practice in a way that i know when i leave the house i'm 100 prepared. percent and I am a hundred percent confident in what I've done to prepare myself for the summer that when I leave the house that I can go out there, react to the situations. My horses are ready. Uh, I, I feel like I've have everything set up. Only thing I got to do is go do my job and have fun and relax. And I feel like take, and then I feel like that takes the pressure off me in a lot of ways where, you know, I'm just going out there and being paid. And I feel like that's, that's what everyone has to do. You know, you, we can watch whoever, we can see wh- whoever, and we can try to be like whoever. But at the end of the day, I feel like you have to perfect your own process and you have to perfect yourself because there's only one person that knows knows you, and that's you. You know what I mean? Like the person that knows you that well. So I feel like if I – I think that's like – I always tell some people like my buddies, like, trust the feel and perfect yourself. Like, when you're practicing and you're going to the rodeos, try to perfect yourself. We'll see what everyone else is doing, but perfect you to where you're you could be the same you every single day day in day out and that guy wins money
0: i really like that answer um so as you're trying to perfect yourself and essentially a lot for a lot of us is trying to figure out like hey can my run hold up is it good enough um i think a support system and feedback from like mentors or coaches or someone you trust it becomes really important how have you tried to yes. I mean that's something you've obviously got in place how does that kind of work for you
1: um it's so great having a good second third fourth opinion like I got a great group of people in my corner and like even as far as mentorship to friendship you know there's there's times where obviously Marty Becker and my dad are my coach kind of and I feel like them guys can read me really, really well, and they can see a lot of things. And then as far as like you go, and I I run ideas by them all the time, and Marty and I talk about little things. And if we see little adjustments during the run, Marty and I try to talk about them as long as, as well as my dad, where the next time I run a steer, we are dialed in. We're not making, like you said, we're not making changes. We're just making little adjustments that are going to make our jobs easier. Well, then I feel like you go to the jackpot or you go to the rodeo, I'll talk to hunter cook or Nikki northcott or someone like that kind of someone i'm close with and i'm like hey are you kind of feeling this in the run right here are you feeling that it's taking me one or two more swings to heal these steers because they're not ready to be healed and they'll be like yeah or they'll be like man i think you need a ride like this we just it's just little things like that to me i try to keep everything really simple i don't want to make it hard but if i can the, the people i trust and the people i'm around that are really good people i feel like i can if I need to, I can pick the brain and I'm going to get an honest answer and I can stay sharp and make sure I'm making and reading, reading the situations correctly, because to me, it's such a read to feel There's a lot of healing is reaction. So I just want to make sure I'm always reacting uh, uh, correctly.
0: Uh, the, that honest answer. How important is it to get honest answers as opposed to I feel like there's a lot of people that will yes you and feel you full of like, yeah, recalls confidence right
1: right yeah you know and honestly too like and honestly I mean not to I hope this don't get taken out of context but I don't I don't there's only a couple people I even ask because that's how everyone is you know I don't I don't see this guy going and asking this guy for help on healing you know what I mean I just feel like everyone's kind of got their little groups maybe but I feel like it's one of them things where I feel like you talk, you talk with your people enough. You kind of know what to expect and you know who you can trust and you know kind of what. And I feel like if you feel like you can trust someone, I feel like that's great. But I just, I just feel like that's more so on how you guys read the situation as well. So uh, I think obviously trust is a big thing, but honestly, I don't, I don't ask just anybody. I only ask a couple people that are in my corner because they know me and I know them. And it's just, I feel like it's just easy that way.
0: Well, it creates a dialogue where, um, right. Exactly. Probably never negative, yeah. but it's like, Hey, this is what it looks like. This is obviously if you're going to make adjustments and then they know you well enough or because I think that's the other thing too that people should be aware of is if you just go ask someone random, it doesn't matter how uh, high level they're at. A, a lot of the times they're going to tell you something that they're working on that's helping them. And, it's really hard for someone that you don't know very well to, to give you a real truthful answer because I think a lot of people, they get offended. You know what I mean? It's really hard to have those conversations and, and you usually the people that do that are, uh, they, they almost take them the wrong way anyways. I think.
1: Um, one of the biggest things I think a guy can also do wrong, like you said, is get help from too many people. Um, I feel like a guy like after he walks, makes a run or whatever gets a video and well, if he goes, and shows this guy and this guy and this guy, well, everyone has their own styles and everyone has their different opinions, which each person is probably a hundred percent going to be trustworthy and give them your opinion, but it may not be what you need to hear. I feel like only send your video to people that are kind of in your corner, in your group or people that, you know, that you want to, that want to coach you or you want to want them to help you or whatever, who you can trust. That's great. But I feel like if you get insights from two to from three or four different people, by the end of it, you really aren't sure what to work on, and it's hard to work on more than one thing at a time. So I feel like to be beneficial, uh just I mean, I feel like get that one, kind of get lucky or get just find that one or, one guy or that one or two people in your life, and then kind of stick with them and roll with them, and you guys try to create a monster and be the best you you could be and do it that way more so than get help from everybody because the thing you can t- Takes up everybody, You just kind of get your head in a spot where you don't, you aren't really sure what to do.
0: Yeah. You can get in a spot right there where it's like too much information or you're working on too many things. And, and I think information is fine when you've got time to practice and work through it. Right. Cause you, might it, but man, when you're, when you don't have a lot of time to practice and it's more competition, I think it has to be, uh, I mean, it's almost like the, the less you're thinking about, the better off you're going to be in the long run.
1: That's kind of where my healing feel like this year is like when I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking, I'm not trying to be fast. I'm just reacting to the situation. And like, uh, I think when a guy that zone like that, I think he is in that point where he's at his peak or he's, you know what I mean? Or he's just, you know, that guy's on because he's not trying to do anything and he's still doing it. Does that make sense? Like he's not trying to throw fast, but he's being fast because he's just reacting to the situation so good and just doing his
0: job. I think that's process, right? That's just process. You're, yes. in, you're so in, involved in the actual task. You're not really worried about results or how to like do it. It's just, you've got a lot of, a lot of feel. And uh, I think that's, yes. It's hard to recreate day in and day out and um, you've got to have a strong enough um, mentality or mind mindset where things can go wrong or you can be in different situations and it doesn't really panic you, you know, and I think it just, that's, it's hard to accomplish, but when that happens, it's, it feels so easy.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. You know, when you're, uh, when you're not just like, I honestly feel like it's a lot of, it's like the match opens in a way. Like for me, as a healer, like, um, I'm not trying to do too much. Uh, I'm not trying to get myself in a bind. All I'm trying to do is react and heal the cow when I can. And if I keep that, keep everything so that simple and every, the way I want to heal to tears anyway, it's going to let me, it's going to allow me to do a lot and be fast anyway. But if I can just make sure I cover all my bases and do my job every time, it's going to let me have that high level of consistency that's going to be able to go as far as I want it to.
0: I like that. All right, well, you know, this is kind of u- a unique situation with your career so far. It's obviously roping with Eric, you know, you kind of talked about it. Like, And I would assume as you guys start to rope together, I know you guys practice a lot um, just for, for a few years before then, but I would say there's there was not a lot to be said about, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, as you guys put your run together and start rodeoing, uh, cause you kind of got a veteran guy, pretty experienced, right? And then as you go mm-hmm. to rope with Brenton, you guys are similar age, um, similar spots with you guys' roping career, but I, I don't know that you guys have competed a lot with each other. you know you practice, but how does that kind of go as far as what do you think are some of the reasons why your guys' run has been successful? And was there a time where you're like, Hey, this is what we're trying to do or figure out, or how did that kind of look, um, look like as far as putting your guys' run together?
1: Well man, like I don't know, it's always one of the deals where Brittany and I have always roped good together. Like ever since we grew up, we grew up roping in high school together. He was one of the best setters in high school. I was kinda of one of the best healers and we'd always rope together at the jackpots and at the junior world and, you know, got the Shawnee and the State Nationals, high stakes and it's just we've always it's kind of honestly it's been felt like it's been something that we have i haven't we haven't even created we've just entered and put our name down together really and and brenton's a brenton's a very brenton's a freak he goes a lot off feel and he knows kind of what feels good and he kind of knows what doesn't feel good and he's uh he's a freak with a rope and it's just i feel like it's been one of those things that we have just roped together and it's just kind of worked like it's not like we've put a lot of work in it like you hear a lot of guys say we're trying to get our run figured out or this or that I don't feel like that's us at all I feel like he heads them and I heal him, and everything just kind of flows and he likes to keep it pretty simple and so do I but you know you're up with a guy that turns steers like that and he gives me really good reads and he handles cattle very good he's uh he's made it easy on me back there because he's very good at showing me a really good look every single time and one thing I do like about Brent and Ice too is that he can reach and he can go close very, very consistently. And I know he, he likes that about me because especially after you guys' match opens and even that's what rodeo is like to me. Like it's so much nicer when you can rope with someone that has opposite – that has strengths in all areas to where you're never – I feel like you're never one-dimensional. You can win in every situation rodeo. You can go win at a five-header, or you can go win at the one-header. You know that's a, that's a big deal to me. Where there's so many chances for money, and there's so many different types of rodeos, and different types of steers, and different types of fields. Where when you got a guy that's uh, that can you know hit every hit every club in the bag, where you can go make your run, and you know if you draw a stronger one you know pull out the strengths and the weaknesses and or pull out the strengths to each each guy's bag to hopefully make it make the run work you know what i mean and then if you got the goody you know if he's got on him my job's to catch that steer my job's not to tee off and try to be a hero you know it's just you gotta if you gotta let the run work and let it see and kind of see see where it goes
0: yeah that's I think it's really important to understand for anyone that's wanting to get out there and rodeo. Um, I think heading in right, is being able to, to know when to throw your rope in the right spot for each situation. And that generally is going to require you to be able to reach and be real fast or you're going to draw a loper and, you gotta, and you're and you going to be right next to him and you got to be able to catch one from close and, and all these, you know, everything, you're going to see everything throughout the whole summer and uh, yes giving yourself yes. those chances to win that, that's that's a huge huge thing uh, i think that lets you get on a, a, a really good uh, trajectory as far as consistent wins throughout the whole year and then you don't get those ups and downs where you you know you might only draw a couple of good ones that fit your style and if you mess those up and then you're drawing bad that that can really lead to a yeah. <laughs> a disappointing few weeks. i never
1: yeah Yeah, I never want to get in that point, like you just said, where you're you're one dimensional, where you literally hope the cards fall your way so you can win money. Like that is that's like a fear of mine. Like you want to be where I want to be the type of guy that can heal any type of steer in any type of situation, to where the situations don't dictate how much money I win, more so how I how I perform does. I agree.
0: I agree. Man, what was it like over there at Salinas the other day? Um, I, I, I kind of know this, and maybe some people do, but you, you tie down caps pretty dang good, and it's something you've – I mean, you have kind of have toyed with the idea of maybe going to a few more, uh, but talk to me about that. What was that win like over there at Salinas the other day Too you won the all-around, correct? All-around, and then – Yes, Because you, you placed in both those events. So how was that to win the all-around over there?
1: well i'll actually be honest with you uh i didn't i didn't win money in both events i only won money in the team roping but uh i made uh two really good runs in the calf roping really and uh the second run is actually in that perf that day uh so you know how it is at selena's you they steer the team open that shoot run but in the calf roping is you draw you get them drawed well you know, when you look down the chute in the back in the box, you can't see the calf, right? Or the steer. Like you can't see the number. You can you can barely see what color it is through the plexiglass chute. Well, they learned the wrong calf for me. And I made a I made a pretty damn good run. I run one farther and I run my first round calf to probably make the short round to have a chance, you know, at money. And I was eleven. Well, I ended up running the wrong calf. Connor Atkinson and kinda of told the judges that, hey, that's my calf and the judge is messed up well i gotta run my calf and then he's gotta run the extra now so it just kind of messed up everybody's day i kind of went from thinking i was gonna have a chance to short round till, till right after that they run me my calf and that calf i had to run was near as good but i ended up hitting the barrier a little bit better this time and having on her faster but she jacked me around on the ground and I, I didn't do a great job and she wasn't very fun to work with so it was kind of one of them deals but you know it's such a cool rodeo such a prestigious deal even it, it was just fun to get to rope calves you know with roping calves is fun for me it's something to something else to do it takes my mind off my healing and it's really fun to get to enter inner two events and have chances like that you know you can have chances at wins like selena's and you can also have chances to to double dip and you know it's as as i get my healing more where i want it i'm going to try to kind of rope some more calves and kind of try to be a little bit better in that event as well but I know it's all going to come like we talked about in in due process and due time but you know that buckle is one of the most prestigious buckles going I feel like and then I just I just really love the rodeo it's like it's a cowboy rodeo I love the atmosphere I love the people it's just it's kind of one of them special rodeos that a guy wants to go to and and win at
0: oh absolutely man that's pretty impressive too I, I mean I think just competing in both of them um, it's obviously pretty fun. You said something right there, too, that I've, I've found kind of interesting is keeping your mind off of team roping a little bit. Because um, that's, if you think about this, you run one steer a day most of the time, and then a lot of the times you'll have a couple of days off. So it's like you'll have a long time to dwell on certain runs and uh, right. being able to just get right to it and tie one down and get into that mindset is that something uh, you try to do more and more of or do you try to find like other activities like for me else to kind of take my mind off of just sit there and think about heading or what do you think about that as far as like not dwelling on the run or trying to uh, try to kind of keep your mind off of just that one that one run that happens so fast each day and and really not that often so oh. summer.
1: Yeah, no, and honestly, I really noticed that in 21, honestly, when I really got to first kind of entering rope calves, uh, that was the year that Eric and I had an unbelievable year. I think I had over 100,000 one, and when I started roping calves, and it was just like, I quit looking at the standings, quit looking at my healing, and just started thinking about my calf, open because I had rope calves at that point for a while, so... I was just I wasn't trying to overthink it. I was just trying to make sure I was doing everything that I felt like I, I could do right. You know what I mean? I was trying to make sure I was focused and really thinking about what I was doing and but I was really enjoying it. But then honestly after I started doing that, my healing got so much better at the rodeos because it was I mean it was already good, but it was like I didn't I got to where I was second nature on my healing was. I didn't really think about it, I just went out there and did it, you know what I mean? And then I would still try to think about my calf rope and and uh it's it's no different that than now, you know. It's it's very fun. It's it, I can't. It's more like to me. It's uh, like playing blackjack, and you got two hands now instead of one. You're just trying to get your money back. So and I and I kind of get that way on the road. You know, you get to where you're money hungry, and you want to make money, and you want to do good, and you just, you just get where you want to win. And well, when I I get into events, I get in that zone to where I feel like you know I get I'm getting I feel like I'm getting more confidence, and I'm getting more trust, in like yeah, I'm open too to where. I, I feel like I'm going to give myself a lot more chances and it's just, it's just really fun to be able to give myself chances into events. And, you know, you're going to get to go to prestigious rodeos and it makes it all the more fun when you get to run a road rope two events at them special rodeos, like, you know, like Salinas, like Ellensburg and places like that, Pendleton, just the cowboy rodeos, the prestigious rodeos. That's what makes it really sweet.
0: That's pretty awesome so what do you love the most about rodeo or roping or what this this kind of lifestyle ah i i love
1: to compete you know i like to try to be the best i like to i really really enjoy the work honestly so i feel like for like you said for eight or nine months you know it's grind it's grind it's jackpotting it's kind of around the house it's kind of you know, I might go to California, but you know, you could say for around seven months out of the year or so, six to seven months of the year, and you know, I practice almost every single day. I don't do that because it's what I want to do. I don't do that for any other reason other than the fact when I leave the house, I'm ready and I'm ready I'm ready not to practice for three months. Like I, I prepared myself. If I don't get to practice for three months, I feel like I'm okay with that and I'm and I'm I'm ready. And I lo- I love to compete. I love the horses and, you know, I, I love, I love to rodeo. Like I, when someone tells me they don't make a drive, I tell myself, Hey, we're going to make that drive and we're going to show up and we're going to be ready. You know what I mean? I just, it's a little bit like diverse like, psychology for me. It's like, I'm feeding a feeding the monster a little bit. Like, it, you know, if someone doesn't want to go to that rodeo cause it's eight or 10 hours away and, but it's a great rodeo, you know, I'm going to tell myself, Hey, these guys aren't going to go to that rodeo, but you are, and then you're going to do good, and then that's how you're going to get a step on them. You know what I mean, I just – whatever mental game I can use to even play with on me a little bit, but I'm going to be the guy I'm, I want to be going. I want to be positive, and I get to do this life. I don't have to do this. This is my job I've always wanted, and for three, for four months out of a year, I can give it all I got, and then when I go home, I'm going to be able to sleep just fine because I know I went out there and I tried my hardest.
0: like that. What about winning? You know, there's the, the winning aspect is you've had some big wins. Um, and to me, there's not another feeling like winning. And is that something you, you like to chase a little bit too is those those wins like that, that feeling of like of kind of winning in a big moment?
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, that's what we all dream. That's what we all live for. That's what we all dream for. You know, I feel like every day we all wake up and we're just hoping to see if it's our turn to win or not. You know what I mean? And people that rodeo understand what that's like, you know, you hope you draw good enough. And basically what you hope to me, what you hope for rodeo is you never want to screw up a good chance to win. And when you can, you can keep, keep from screwing up. And what I mean by screwing up, just when you get the chance to win, you take a chance, you take the advantage, and you do it. And it's crazy how much money a guy can win, and how much chances he can give himself when he don't screw up good chances for money. And I feel like each day we're all like a bunch of carnies. We all, you know, get to travel to the next one, to the next one, just in hopes of, you know, having a chance and not wasting it. And I feel like that's that's a lot of what winning is. You know, when they they give you that low print Cheyenne. <laughs> There's just a lot of things you can do, but screwing that one up ain't one of them. You just got to catch that one.
0: Yeah, I I think understanding the uh, how to win in certain situations it becomes fun, and that, uh, there's all these different rodeos, right? That it's just a it's just a different challenge each time, and uh, it, that competitive side it's it's so different each each time, but. Yeah, the lifestyle is so different, man. Um, it's hard to explain when you're doing good and doing your job. The highs are—it's pretty pretty impressive yeah. what it feels like. But then it's also uh, you try not to let it take you too high, too. That's that's the problem. It's usually well, after you do exactly, do good one time, no one cares the next day.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the beauty. That's the hate. About, that's the beauty and the good and bad about it. You know. If, you know, this guy might had a good day this day but the next day this guy's gonna have a good day or this guy might have two good days but you think on the third day anyone really cares how good that guy roped the last two days no it doesn't matter because we're all here out here that we all rope good we're all capable of roping good it's just whoever's gonna draw the best and take advantage of it and win you know what i mean and that's just that's another thing too it's just like my brother like the older i get too of course i've learned but like my brother last year when he come out here he's like well i just need to practice and that's what i told him i was like well that's the thing man if why well, you think why well, everybody ropes so good over the 4th of July and no one ropes as good in August because people in the 4th of July are sharp, they're ready, their horses are working. I mean, everybody's going them one headers and everybody's rank. Everybody's tough. Everybody's on top of it. But then August hits and then a line's drawn and people are seeing where they're at in the standings and they know they've only got two months left and not many rodeos like good rodeos left. Well, like Cheyenne time, you can feel a switch. Like, people start messing up good steers now when people start breaking the barrier on the loper or, or you know, forcing a leg or just, just whatever. You can tell the the aura change a little bit. Well, that's just where you got to just be the most disciplined guy there and just stick to what you know. And that's like, like just, and even myself included, you know, I, it took me one year of rodeoing to figure out where my holes are at and where I need to work on. So it's just like, you. It, Everyone has to learn it their own way, but you know I remember how nice it was to practice my first year when I did get to practice, just like my brother. You know what I mean? But that's just not always a guarantee. Your horses really don't need to be practiced on usually, and I mean some of them do, but most of them kind of don't. They kind of just need to be relaxed, maybe rope a dummy on, and that's it, because they know their job and they're they're in they're firing on all cylinders. The Last thing I think a guy needs is a lot of runs and you know lose your softness and your feel.
0: Man, I think it's a great answer, Peyton. And I think that's really important to understand is, um, you know, to go back to that process. And I think that's one thing that uh, has helped you be so successful is the process doesn't change from the beginning of the summer to the end of the summer. And, and understanding that, that, that you said it so perfectly. I, I do, I see a ton of guys make mistakes uh, generally, they start about the middle of July, and then they're huge by about the first August, and then those guys are usually done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and I think it's yeah, it's weird because they know they have a, a lot of talent, and you see some guys that rope really good, but it's like they look at what first pays at the rodeo, and that's what they're trying to win, and they're not competing on their steer. And I think that's at some point that shift happens, and when that happens, it's it seems dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny, like, you can kind of see it happen, like, it might happen to everybody at different times, or whatever, but you notice it right when you see it, it's kind of one of the deals where it's like, that that guy doesn't normally do that, you know what I mean? And we've all done it, and I'm not pointing fingers at all, I mean, we've all, only way to make this. you know, only way to learn mistakes is to make them, I feel like, so, I mean, I've done the same thing, so it's just kind of one of the deals where it's just, you kind of just get in your own head, and you kind of fight off the demons and you kind of figure it out on your own. You know what I mean?
0: Fight off demons. <laughs> I do know what that means, man. It's I feel like, it's a big demon all summer. Uh, well, man, I just kind of <laughs> got mean, one last question. Uh, I got one last question for you right here. Um, one thing, a lot of things get thrown your way, Rodeon, on that you don't expect. And I just kind of starting to see it a little bit with, like, ProCom goes down, right? They... Basically, the PRCA has dropped, I mean, this is just my opinion, but they've dropped the ball, like they didn't re-up their security certificate, so their website right. was hacked. It's 100% their right. fault, as far as I'm concerned. And it creates right. a deal now where you you can't, for a few days, you can't check draws, you can't see when you're up. I mean, I, I won a rodeo the other day, I haven't got paid for it. Like, all of these things start yeah. happening. So, as... As that happens, is, how did that affect you guys as far as ProCom's entry system just going down and not working? And then, I mean, was there anything there? Or what kind of happened on your end of it?
1: Well, I'll be honest with you. I just kind <clears> of <throat> got in a bad wreck about the same time it went down. And so when everything got put on hold for a couple days, honestly, it was kind of nice for for, our, for my crew. Kind of got to sit in one spot. We kind of didn't have to worry about entering rodeos. We kind of got to just chill for a little bit because that was the first time that we've actually had to chill at all. Uh, it was after kind of during Cheyenne, I guess. That last the semifinals and stuff, and we didn't have the luck. So honestly, we had a couple of days off. So it was actually one of them times where I actually did take a couple of days off. Did get to rope a dummy, get to get to practice a little bit. So, honestly, for, for our rig, it was very, very nice. I mean, we got to stay at a really good friend's house, rope really great steers in a great situ- and situation, and get to just chill and make nice, soft runs, make sure our horses felt good. And it was like a real restart button for us. Some guys got to go home kind of this time, but uh, we didn't. But, you know, but I think it's a lot of it is how you look at it mentally and what, and there's things you can control and there's things you can't. And I just feel like at the end of the day, if I can control what matters and what I can control, then I'm going to do okay. But if I start worrying about controlling stuff that I can't control, then I'm literally working myself up for no reason. And I'm just going to give myself anxiety and stress, make it harder to sleep for absolutely no reason at all. But I feel like if I can control it and make a difference, great. But if I can't control it and that's how it is. I just need to find a way to look at it positively and then kick it aside and move on to the next thing, because I don't want to dwell on anything.
0: I like that. And that might be too laid back. And that might
1: be too laid back.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I agree. I think there's, cause it's, it seems like it doesn't matter what, what happens. There's going to be some challenges throughout the summer that are going to get thrown away, whether it's tough time, like entering rodeos or how to do it. Um, or rig problems, or whatever it is, it kind of, it, it just, it seems like it's going to happen, and so you kind of got to be able yep. to go with it, and, and just figure it out, and I think that's a big, a big part of rodeo, really. Oh,
1: all yeah. right, I mean, we're all going to hit a breaking point, and have our little minor freakouts, or, you know, it's, it's, it's probably going to happen, man, if you rodeo for three or four months, and, you know, there's things that's going to happen that you can't control, and, you know your generator's gonna die, your rig's gonna go dead, or your trailer's gonna break down, or trucks. I mean, there's just things that's gonna happen, and you just can't get, you can't do nothing about it. But you're just, you just gotta freaking keep, keep going. And and one day you'll laugh at it. But then then Like now I'm getting better, where I see something like that happen, or I'll feel like something like this is gonna happen. And I just, I just set myself, you know, in a couple of days or in a couple of years, I'm gonna laugh and tell a story about how miserable this day was, and then I'm just gonna keep going. But it's just, at the time, can't do nothing about it, so I'm not going to get upset and ruin a day over it.
0: Well, I think that's really important. Um, no, man, I, I appreciate that. Uh, Peyton, can I ask? We can, we can obviously take this out or whatever, but I, I was, I'd like to ask one question about the rack. Is that cool? Yep. All right. So obviously, when this wreck happens, it's pretty bad, and I'm—I don't really want to get into the details of it, but I am curious. At that point, when you have something like that happen, do you reevaluate your life and what you're doing? Like, as far as like, hey, this is—you know—because obviously, you get put in a a bad situation like that. Does it reinforce how much you? love what you're doing and kind of how you're willing to to kind of put it on the line or risk it or how does that kind of work as far as the psychology end of it for you when you have a moment like that where i mean you do realize how easy easy things can go bad for you
1: it uh put it in a different perspective in my life for sure and it dang sure made me more thankful and it makes you look at life a little bit different it really does you know like my, I kind of like one of my sayings is "Is the older I get, the slower I go. I don't even feel like I'm that old, but the more, the more I go through life and the more I kind of, you know, deal with things accordingly. I feel like, you know, the, I do need to kind of slow down a little bit. I do need to make sure I'm not so running so hot. You know, I do need to make sure I I enjoy that I get to do this life because you know, I feel like it could have been over that day or it could be over tomorrow. We just there's so many unknowns. So I don't know. I just feel more so after it all happened, I was very thankful and, you know, I was pretty upset for my brother. He lost his two two of the best head horses in the world, I feel like. And so, like, as far as any type of uh, sadness just went for his cause, of course, because I know how hard he's worked at it. And I know the horses that him and my dad have built together. And I know, I know what the two horses meant to him. And, you know, that, that was a hard pill to swallow even still is till today. But as far as myself, you know, I just can't get over how thankful and blessed I am. And I just, I know things happen that we can't control. And there's things that happen that we don't know why. I just pray that I learn from my mistakes and make sure that I become more of a complete person when I get when adversity gets thrown at me like this. I learn I hope I be more of complete, like whether that way like I feel like I can handle situations better the older I get. And I just hope this is one of them deals that there's a lesson in it somewhere and I hope that the next time I get tested that I handle it better than I did the last time
0: yeah man that's a it's a tough situation and it's it's just something that can happen and i mean you you don't want it to but it's it's part of it and there's just some things that can't be explained i guess
1: yeah exactly so i mean it's, like, it goes back to talking about the things that we can't control you know what i mean at the time yeah there's nothing yeah. there was nothing i could do that was out of my control and it you know it's just you gotta learn just kind of take it and roll with it and take the positives and the negatives and shoot, maybe blend them all together and have a good attitude about it and roll on. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I feel like God did have a hand in protection in it for my brother. And, you know, there's four or five of us in the rig, four of us in the rig and the two horses that did make it, I feel like, you know, God protected each and every one of us in that sense. So there for that, we're thankful and uh, get to live to fight another day. So it's just kind of what you got to do. Yeah.
0: Man, I appreciate you sharing. I appreciate you coming on. Um, obviously, that was that was a hell of a day that you had, and then to go three that night at Salt Lake, right? It's it's crazy. Yes, though. Sir. That is the the definition of ups and downs of rodeo. Like one minute you're there, the next minute you're like, it's it's wild how how up and down it can get.
1: Well, that week was just crazy because we were in a zone. We were rolling, and then when that got thrown at us that morning, then we were up at Salt Lake that night, and then them guys were up so good over there. I mean, the first three teams went 4-8, four, 4-flat. Four so, first two teams did, and then we were third team out. So, I mean, like you talked about, like, they took all the thinking out of it for me because at first I was like, hey, just do your job. Don't get, Don't do too much right here. You've been through a lot today don't try to be a hero just catch the cow and see what happens well then them first two teams go out and blast and it's just like hey just keep doing what you've been doing and react right here and have fun like i mentally i changed my switch because you know them guys didn't they didn't i don't care what you say like like i just had to change my mo- my mode mentally because them guys didn't make it for you you could just go catch i mean they they made good runs they made really really good great runs so it's just like you want a chance for money right here? You you can't think. You're gonna have to just react and feel it, and that's that's what we did.
0: Yeah, that was that was pretty incredible, and uh, it's pretty impressive to just see the mental toughness and kind of kind of what you can do there. So, man. well, uh, I would like to say I, I was in. Control.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say I was in control, but I don't know if I was on that night because I was didn't ate nothing all day, barely drink water I was just mentally and emotionally just absolutely drained and yeah i don't know just i knew i was good mentally but it was just one of them deals where i don't i don't think i was by myself at all like i think there was something else going on because it was it was just it was just one of them days man not very often the the whole story lines up and everything just falls that falls into place
0: yeah one of those one of those situations you don't even know how to describe it but man it I think that's one of the things too that a guy's got to keep that perspective is like hey this is this is how mentally tough I you know I am it can't be like you can draw back on those things and know like hey this is how I can dial it in when whenever you have a situation where things are kind of going bad and uh, man I, I think those are those are really important like building blocks to to being successful is knowing knowing what you can kind of handle and go through. And then at the end of the day, go, go do your job and, and kind of separate things. And you don't, you don't really ever want to be in those spots, but to know that you can handle them is probably, you know, there's some saving grace there.
1: Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? It feels like there's uh, you feel like if you're mentally in a good spot and spiritually in a good spot, you kind of get toward the feeling where there's not a mountain that you can't kind of climb. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Well, Peyton, I appreciate it, man. This is fun. I know, uh, I know this summer's We're we're kind of rolling into August and you guys have been pretty hot here lately and it looks like everything's rolling for the team. So man, I hope you guys keep it going and have, have a strong finish this year.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Me too. Uh, like I say, you got two months left. Uh, now it's like the winds are harder to get and uh, the lopers are few far between. So now's the really time. The guy's got to stay sharp and buckle down and make sure he finishes every single run and see, kind of see what happens. But like you said, now is definitely not the time to be making mistakes and, you know, everybody rips great and everybody's want to do the same thing. So it's just going to be kind of the survival of the fittest. It's, it's a looks like it's going to, it's not gonna be much fun this year. It's, it looks like a pretty tight race and, there's a, there's a lot of guys that got chances and, you know, I think there's chances all the way down to 30 to 40. So especially with Sioux Falls paying out and Pialop going to be the kind of the way it is as always. So you just kind of never know. So guy wants to make sure he, he uh, does a good job and
0: finishes strong. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, man, it's just a lot of opportunities and uh, it's a big challenge. And I think that's what's so cool a, about it. You know, when a guy looks back at it, that's that's gonna be the, the cool part is being in the mix in a situation like that. It's always pretty fun.
1: Yeah. oh absolutely, yes sir. Just gotta, gotta just gotta keep doing my job and kind of see what happens and try to keep it fairly simple.
0: Yes, sir. Peyton, thanks again, man. I appreciate you coming on. All right, Pace,
1: thank you. Anytime I appreciate it.